Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to She Podcast, episode 373. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the mysterious and elusive... Elsie Escobar, who has decided not to be mysterious today and wear no makeup. <laughs> She's bringing back the over 50 and no makeup look, which yes, I didn't I know am. it went anywhere. But congratulations on that. You're so welcome. How's it going? Good. You know, as well as I can. Yeah. Go in these parts. You and I have talked a lot about not wanting to shower in the past. Like That's not- right. Listen. We have never talked about not wanting to shower. We've always talked about the fact that we don't get in the shower. It's like all of a sudden, it's like, how long has it been? Yeah. Oh, five days. But we don't choose to not shower. I mean, lately, I choose. I just put it off as long as possible. And like, you know, I'm always trying to figure out why this is. I know in the winter, I know that if I shower too much, my skin is itchy. Okay. And then, you know, you can do oils or lotions or whatever, but mm. that's just sticky and slimy. I don't know. I just, it's a sensory thing. Well, now I've realized that here we are, my hair's bleached. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a little more tangly than normal. So when I shower, I have to go through a whole detangling thing, both in the shower and then when I get out of the shower, I have to do it again. And there's oh. extra products you need so that it doesn't frizz out and it's a whole thing and it just feels like... God, it's just boring. Ugh, it's so boring. What do you mean boring. it's boring? What's boring? I'm just bored in the shower. It's so boring. Like, I do what I need to do, but it's boring as hell. Oh, my God. You sound like my kid. Oh, it's so boring. I wish there was... I mean, I don't want TV in there or anything, but, like, I just wish there was what? a way I could just make it less boring. And I don't want to... And it's like a whole hair thing. It's so annoying. I am blown away, Jess. I am blown... I literally... I don't even know what to say to you. I don't know if I can be your friend now. Okay, well, so I was thinking about you this morning because I was bitching and moaning in my head about my hair. And then I thought, whose idea was it to let people over 45 have long hair? And then I remembered I was talking to you today and I was like, maybe I shouldn't think that because her hair is like so long. (laughs) Her hair, she's like turning into Crystal Gale before our very (laughs) eyes. It's going to be down to her feet before she gets a freaking haircut. It's also not by choice. A little by choice. It's not by choice. I just yeah. have not been able to get to the hair sal- to cut my hair because I really do need a, a, a haircut. But the reason I can't be friends with you. Oh, boy. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. Is because of the whole being in the shower is boring. It literally is my salvation. It is. What are you doing in there to entertain yourself? Showering. Like letting the water run over my hair. And my head and just being in the shower and closing my eyes and feeling the water run over my body is absolutely healing to me. It is everything to me. I Hmm. the other day I was so stressed out. There were so many things that happened during that day where I was really wound up and I was not feeling like I, I really needed like I was about to burst. And so I I texted Rand and I was like, I need an emergency shower. 
<laughs> I was like, I'm just telling you, I need an emergency shower. I need a healing shower because I time my showers. So I do have, I, tw- I shower twice a week for sure. Like now it's two times a week. Yeah, it, is, same. it is part in there. But this was an act, like I literally had to shower the, the night, the day before. So I was mm-hmm. like, this is a, a medicine shower. I need to, he's like, go for it. And I'm like, okay. So because this was everything to me, like going in the shower and having it whenever I'm really upset and I'm I think crying or stressed out or sad or even angry, showering is everything. What does it do? Help you wash it away or something? It helps me ground. It helps me like feel Okay, it helps me exhale. I can't even tell you, dude. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. And after I come out, I'm like, that that was what I needed. That's what I needed. If I'm like in the past, if I've had a really challenging day or if I had like, you know, the turmoil of my 20s when you would cry because your partner was horrific and horrible and just traumatizing. Yeah, yeah. I would go take a, like I would cry myself, like in the shower, cry, 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 cry. And then after I got out of the shower, I would just go straight to bed. And it was like the, it was the medicine. That was medicine to me. I mean, that's kind of nice. Look, Poppy darling. Listen, Poppy is up. She. Yeah, but she also said it was boring. You didn't bother that part though. She did say it was boring. Oh, first. Okay. But yeah, right. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll try to be more there. present in the shower or try to meditate or something. I don't know. But listen, there's something else I wanted to tell you. Okay. And I don't, I'm noticing, I'm trying to notice if you have this problem, but like, I am one of the women that don't have a lot of visible body hair. Okay. It's dark in like, I guess the adult places, but for the most part, <laughs> you know, it's white. Oh, I still have paint on me. <laughs> it's white and you can't see it, right? Okay. But something is happening to this okay. pure and wonderful snow white hair. And I don't know what it is, but like lately, first of all, the hair, I can start, I'm starting to see the peach fuzz on my face and it's not white in every light. It's starting to look like I'm turning into an animal. And then also like... <laughs> And this could also be, I don't know if it's the shower or what, but when I'm in my bathroom, it could just be the lighting in there. All of a sudden, all my hair, my body hair is starting to look tan, not white. Like I'm starting to be able to see it and I don't know what to do. No, it's it's before I get in too. No, actually when it's wet, it doesn't doesn't show as much. Please do not tell me that you're going to go get body hair lightened in your whole body. Okay, no, good. but I, I, I've been very spoiled up until this point and not really being able to see where people have hair and, and like, I, I don't want it. I don't okay. want it. I don't want to see it on my thighs. I don't want to see it on my forearms. I definitely don't want to see it like on my chest. I don't want to have anything what? to do with this. I don't not like, I don't think I have hair on my, for whatever reason, when I'm in the shower, like the, the fuzz that you, that like, you know, people have hair everywhere. Oh uh, Yeah. I'm starting to see the fuzz though. Like it's turn and like my face too. Like it's not just my peach fuzz. Like, like I'm growing a goatee, I think. Well, so was I. I think my mustache is starting to show a little. I pluck it. It's starting to be too much to pluck. It's like a full-time job with this shit. <laughs> I don't want I do it. agree with that. I do agree with that. You it is a full-time job. And oh okay. It used to be one. It used to be maybe one, maybe one, maybe one. Now it's like 
15 a night and I can't even get them all. They have to grow in further and then I have to go yes. in the next night. Then I have to go in the next night. Like it's. That's when you go to the place that does the, and then they go, what is it called? The. It's either waxing you're talking waxing, about or electro it. or electrolysis, which a lot of waxing. my friends do. I never thought I would need electrolysis. Well, it could be perimenopause. Oh, no. What is that? What do you mean? That's in between, right? That's right before you Hold go on. through the change. Wait, I got to look up those symptoms, symptoms and causes. I know what the cause is. I'm an old well, bitch. Well, I can tell you, I started going through this whole perimenopause in, oh my gosh, it's been a while. I would say 2015. Mean, this is just all aging though. Like changing cholesterol levels. I don't think so. Well, Sleep no, problems is- I've always had. Mood changes. I mean, who doesn't? Bladder problems. I mean, I've had three children. That's not Mary menopause. That's called big head baby. And I don't have bladder <laughs> problems. I just sometimes when I sneeze, there's a surprise. Decreasing <laughs> fertility. Duh. <laughs> Loss of bone. I mean, I take calcium. So I don't know. Irregular periods. I have birth control. I don't know. I don't have PMS. No, I don't have my period. I don't know if it's perimenopause because it's like my hormonal state is constant. Correct. Yes, I understand. But I do think that I started going through it. Poppy's saying 10 years. It's going to last 10 years. I'm not turning into a human bear. Listen, I started going through this in 2015. And I think that I'm almost there. I'm almost past. You're almost in menopause? I'm almost at. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I don't know if I should congratulate you or feel sad. I'm not sure. I'm actually quite, um, I'm doing pretty decent. I mean, after going through all the things that I didn't know was happening and ma- there was many Have things. you had hot flashes? I think that I'm feeling something along those lines lately, but not to the degree that some people feel it. Like I do get that whole like... Sometimes I do get extra warm, like hot out of nowhere, but it's from the inside out so that yeah, your outside yeah. is still cold. But it's not to the point where I've seen people go like, oh, my God, like, you know, and usually it happens at night. I just read that you can get them from stress, but I've always like if I get stressed out, I do start to sweat like flop sweat because I know I joke about how like if I see something I don't want to see or like sometimes when I'm shopping, sometimes thank you, Patrick, sometimes when I'm shopping, like. I'll blame it on the lights, but if I think I've spent too much money, I start to sweat. I'm like, oh, God, I got to get out of here. This is too much. I've spent too much money. Yeah, but, dude, you you sweat like that. You've always sweat like that. I mean, not even when you're stressed out. When we're just hanging out. Yeah. You stress. I don't know what the problem is. I just, all I know is my body hair, I've not done anything to it to make it change. And I think it's changing. And I'm not happy. Like, normally I can grow out my leg here, even on the bottom, and it's not that visible. But right now, I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) I definitely can see a little on my calves. And it's unacceptable. Wait, so just wait. I don't know if we're going to get into this. We are on LinkedIn. But just wait till all the parts start to become white. All the hair starts to turn gray. It was already white. No, no, no. I mean, except for the adult parts. Right. That's what but I'm like, saying. When the adult I don't parts, care. let it go white. It'll be invisible. Wonderful. No, 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 it's not invisible. You know how like white hair, like they have a different texture and they do its own, Look their own at thing. My head. Yes, okay. I know. All right. Well, now imagine it in those other parts too. Yeah. So oh, then, like, like you know, everything's going one way, and then there's the. 
there's like the the gray hairs on your yeah i know they have a mind of their own so speaking of that actually i wanted to explain my hair today because like, <laughs> like last time <laughs> when i when i dyed my hair blonde Patrick, yes my hairstylist wouldn't give me a salon appointment for like two months. She's like, let's just grow it in and see how yeah. it goes. So we know what we're working with, right? Because I told her I want to go closer to my natural hair color. And the way to do that, you know, is to like bleach it out. Because now you can totally see where I'm white. And I have this weird one spot where I'm not white in the middle right. of my goddamn forehead. And then the rest of it is like you know, white. So I yeah. have an appointment Thursday and I have no idea what's going to happen. Are we just going to go all white? Are we going to go more towards the blonde? Am I going to have to dye the gray back into whatever color I had last time? I don't know. These are way too many questions about hair. But I know that I look, I'm starting to look like the pandemic, right? Remember when the, during the pandemic yeah. when I had like very clearly red hair and then you it was started like, to wear like weird head stuff. Like you would come into to. the stream and I was like, what are you wearing in your hair today? Jess? It was so white and gray. It was so terrible. angel hair. Oh, that's so sweet, Aww. Patrick. That's very that's kind. Very nice. Yes. Thank we, you. we like the so, angel yeah, hair. So I just wanted to explain why I look so gray. It's because my hairstylist wants to see what we're working with. Well, I think that that's fine. I mean, I yeah. need to cut mine because it, it is about to go down to the mid part of my behind and it needs to get cut. It's just it's just enough. It's like, no, I'm four years, three years younger than you. And I have 75 percent more gray hair than you do. I think it's hereditary. Really? Yeah, 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 for sure. My parents did not gray until way later until they were like, you know, I mean, your dad is still not all the way salt he's got pepper on the side i mean salt he's on the got, sides, yeah he does he's got very like little all the salt on that yeah totally very little salt on top he's like poly walnuts kind of from the <laughs> sopranos i mean his is more subtle poly obviously. walnuts <laughs> oh my anyway God. okay well we do have a bunch of yes we do have actual to talk topics that has nothing to, talk to do about. with jessica's hair i'm sorry just yes. you know if you feel like writing me and telling me that um any hair tips on how to either get rid of it or keep me from seeing it i mean other than having glasses that aren't the right prescription i think i'm in trouble i'm gonna see it no matter what well patrick keller your grace are charming you're a man going salt and pepper when you're a man is delightful listen i am going gray too and i love my hair because it looks like fairy hair in my hair mm -hmm. this doesn't look like fairy hair though no, this looks like i'm trying I to hide that i'm someone's grandmother <laughs> It does look like fairy hair. I, I, I wish my headphones, you can't really see it, but it's like super cool. I really, I really dig it. Fairy hair, white hair is my favorite. I will say this. I'm grateful that I don't look like I need Botox. That's one of my, I'll just make up for it with lack of need. How would you know that you need Botox? Go like this. See how it's I, all wrinkly? Well, I'm a wrinkle. I'm just one wrinkle on my face. It's all um, wrinkles. What about like... I don't know. My yes, last line could use it, but all people have the lines. But your yours aren't that bad. People have yes, really they are. Look, deep look, worry look. Lines. Yeah, look at the, your whole, look, at look my face won't do that. I have just one. Look at look at this. What is happening to you? Oh my god, you could play an accordion on I could. You. Look at You're that. Like a <laughs> <laughs> Only when you look worried. I mean, you don't look like that oh, all the time. Jessica, when do I not look worried? Most of the time like this. I mean, that's true. Yeah, you have a few more than me. I have a lot more than you. And yeah. and just wait till I smile. Oh, and then these. The, these. What? What are you doing? I'm trying to make the lips. Look. These. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. These are our lips. 
I think, and see, there's a part of me that's kind of pissed. I mean, not that I want to smoke, but you know, people oh, back in the day were lines. like, yeah. they were saying like, those are like, don't do that because your mouth is going to get like, because you're smoking, blah, blah, blah. Hey, listen, I never smoked very much. Like I was never a smoker. I did smoke here and there, but mm-hmm. it's been forever. Did that really do that? What about this though? These are called marionette lines. Yes, I have many. And when I when I pick up to like fix my memoji, it yeah. my, the face it gives me is this because it <laughs> thinks I'm frowning because of those lines. Because I'm of like, the why lines, is my, yes. Why is my memoji so unhappy? Water bottle lines. That's what Patrick calls them. Okay. Oh, oh. From yeah. Or oh, maybe it. That's it. It's water bottle. I've been drinking through water bottles for a long time. So I have those. I okay. do not have that. Anyway, are we going to talk about podcasting or just continue to talk about yeah, our faces all right. as a big... Speaking of wrinkles, let's talk about Kim Kardashian. We That's have a little right. bit of news today and I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Well, also, let's talk about this headline from Elle Australia, though, which I've never seen this type of uh, headline before. Let's go ahead and share the screen now. Hold on one second, because I just thought it was like... Oh, my God. Okay. So we have gird your ears. What does gird your ears mean? Encircle with a belt or band. Prepare (laughs) oneself for something difficult or challenging. They're girding themselves for the court case. Gird your ears. Gird your ears. It means prepare for something terrible. Oh, because oh. she because of the way she talks, probably. Well, no, Kim Kardashian is releasing her own truth. I think it says we take listener along for a journey in search for truth. I think people said I think they said gird their ears because of the way they talk. No, maybe it's because prepare she, to listen to something meaningful, possibly, because it looks like her no, podcast seems to be really it says prepare oneself for something terrible. Maybe in Australia means something different. That's what I read. No, I think they mean because of the way because the way they talk is like it has a lot of vocal no, fry. It's a lot I don't of whining. Think so. No, 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 no. I don't think that. No, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's probably why they wrote it. No, I don't think that that's true. I think that is. Anyway, um, it looks like this show is actually pretty decent. It's going to be called The System, Mm -hmm. and it is about, it really is about focusing on cases of people who, you know, she wants to advocate for and talking deeply through cases that are involving folks that may or may not be guilty in the search for truth. If there were a Kardashian that I had to listen to podcast, it would be Kim, because I think Kim is... The savviest. I think she's the smartest business person, maybe even more than her mother. And I think that she's the one. I find her to be the most interesting just from watching her show. I haven't kept up with it. But like when it first came on, I thought she was the most interesting. She's definitely the most particular about her stuff. She would either choose to like do something not for herself so she could do for her family. And then she would always point out when other people were doing something for themselves instead of something for the family like she's always been some kind of moral she seems to have a better moral high ground than the rest of them that said yeah you know she also has terrible instagram shots of her you know i'm not saying she's perfect but out of them i feel that she is the least objectionable let's put it that way she's the least objectionable yeah also 
Carrie has a thing here. She's saying gird your loins is the expression they're playing on. So what okay. So what does gird your loins mean? Let's look it up. Like protect your parts? Prepare oneself for something difficult or challenging. What it could be is that... Prepare to do something difficult or dangerous. Okay, because listen to this, this right here. Check this out. In this quote from the L article from Australia, it says, quote, I just saw something on social media that I didn't feel like it was fair and I didn't understand it, Kim explained. A woman that didn't do anything violent, never had a ticket in her life. She answered the phone as a mule for a drug case and got the same sentence as Charles Manson. What? When I saw that, I was like, I don't get it. How did this happen? Did she need a better attorney? I really didn't know. So I educated myself about it. So I think part of it is that she she also goes into women's prisons here. Look, this, see, this is why I thought it was kind of appealing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I could get behind it until I was brought up to a woman's prison. Their stories were all very familiar. They all committed a crime for their boyfriend or for their husband. I mean, I probably did some dumb shit at some point and I was maybe just a few decisions off of being in a very similar situation. Any of us could be. Once I saw how broken the system is, I couldn't stop. I have to help as many people as I can. These people are thrown away and put in the prison and no one cares. It's so heartbreaking. So I think that maybe that's what it is. Gird your loins has something to do with that. That is sad. It is sad. And I think that maybe that this this will bring awareness to a lot of the stuff that she's doing out there. So good for her. I will keep an eye out because I don't I don't believe that the show is live as of yet. Not yet, but uh, but it's very yeah. exciting. So watch for that. And then, okay, so this is going to be where Elsie shines. Okay. Oh, God. iOS 16 has come out. And if you haven't updated, there are some pretty significant changes to your operating system. And so Elsie's going to share with us because this is Elsie's tool tips. Elsie's tool tips. I'm going to just read off the stuff because I'm sorry to say Apple podcast, even though I love you, Apple podcast, I love it. you, Apple. I don't listen to shows in Apple podcasts because I just don't. Oh, then why are we talking about Apple podcasts? If because everybody else does. Everybody right. else does. So they have Apple podcasts just released some updates to their app for iOS 16. There's now a refreshed now playing screen, they have updated library in CarPlay. Mind you, I have never used CarPlay. Have you, Jessica? No, Kupferman? no, my, my Okay, school. we're just, yes. Listen now and search on Apple Watch. So now you can search for your podcast on your watch. Yay. Yay. And top subscriber shows and top subscriber channels. Now they have that. They have another chart where people can see these things when they go into Apple Podcasts. So there's that. And they have other little improvements. Now, can we talk about the stuff that I really like, though? Yeah. What is it that I sent to you, Jess, this weekend that oh, I was so like? Cute. She made a sticker with of us, and I yes. and I almost did it, but then I lost it. Like I was in, I was actually in Facebook messages, and I pulled a sticker, but I didn't know where to put it. So I had to yeah. let it go. So it's confusing. But yeah, she found a picture of us hugging and pulled it as a sticker and stuck it on a message. It's so cool and cute. I loved it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so, so, so have you seen this? So this is what you can do now in iOS 16. Okay. When you update to iOS 16, you open up any picture, 
any picture in your photo library. Any. any one of them. Okay. But do you have to be if in messages though or no? No. Okay. No. Right. In your photos, in the photos, you find whatever picture and then you hard press, right? So that you would just tap on the screen, the image either a human image, human, a person, or a thing, mm-hmm. or a possibly even a graphic. So let's say you screenshot something cute on the internet, or you downloaded something um, from Canva onto your device, and you're like, oh my gosh, I love all these elements, but there's one element that I really love. So you tap, you, you tap and hold, mm-hmm. hard press onto that element, and it d- has this like little magical... Yeah, it just pulls thing. it out and you can see yeah, it like it, come closer to you, like almost in 3D kind of. Yes. And so it's got like these little like magical things on the outside. Yeah. And then you can download it. So you save it, right? So you you do that. And then it says share and you tap on the share and then it you say like save it. And then it saves it as an element, just as its own thing without a background into your photos. So then you have this like essentially a PNG file, if you think, without anything in in the background. Then I downloaded an app called, what was it called again? It's called Sticker Drop. You import it. Like you you have to press. Yeah. Yeah. You twit a little plus and then you pull it into Sticker Drop. And then in Sticker Drop, you can make them into stickers. So you have the option of being able to put like these cute little borders on it. You can change the border color. You can change the border thickness and all that kind of stuff. And then you can just share those stickers. How cool is that? I'm doing it. It's so cool. Look, it is so cool. A little sticker. Look at that little sticker. See that? It's so cute. Yeah. It's a little sticker. I love it. It is really, it's very cool. If you have an expressive kid, like one time Isaac and I were bored, we were waiting for something. I don't remember what. So I took pictures of him making faces of every emotion I could think of. I was like, mad, sad, happy, joyful. You know, I'm going to make all those into stickers and then just react. (laughs) Absolutely. So I have a, I hope my kids don't listen. So I'm going to get closer to the mic. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking to get, they design things that are called OCs. These are original characters, right? Where? And Where do they, they do create it? these in Gotcha, which is a an app. Okay. So in Gotcha Club, they make these OCs where it's like original characters. They're manga. And they love it. Yeah. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have them send it to me mm-hmm. in my messages or whatever. I'll download that. I'm going to grab that image so that it's by itself. And then I'm gonna hopefully be able to use that image and upload it to Canva and I'm going to be able to create them a t-shirt and stickers and things like that with their OCs that that they can use. And so I'm like, I hope I'm going to be able to do that. And also May May sent me her Roblox character that she really loves because they, they really get attached to their little avatars. Like it means something to them. It's sort of like their online personality, Right, right? right? So I have her little um, avatar and I'm going to make that into something special. So she'll remember because we change our avatars so many different ways. And like, they really connect with these so that they can go like, and she can go like when I was 11, Oh, this was the character that I really loved. Like, this is how I represented myself in Roblox. Right. Cause it's kind of like, 
growing up. And yeah. so I, I was going to do that. Anyway, that's it. That is my comment on iOS and the things that we have for iOS. So. Yay. It was amazing. Yes. So this last one is for you. I saw this comment come up in the She Podcast Facebook group, by the way. So maybe you can go back there and uh, comment on it, or maybe we can share this specific time code of the video so that we can address it and other people can really benefit from it. So this is on you, Jess. Okay. I'm going right. to I'm gonna read the comment that was in the Facebook group. Somebody wrote, what is She Podcast Live? Sorry, that's a silly question, but I'm curious about what I can expect, what the benefits of attending are, what are the expectations of me at the event? I've never been to a podcast convention before, so I'm not sure if it's something someone like me should do. How would you respond to that, Jess? <sighs> sure. A lot of really good questions, you know, Ready? really good questions. So let's start with what is She Podcast Live? Yes, let's do that. She Podcast Live is a conference slash retreat that we put together to help podcasters who identify as female and non-binary well non-binary identify as female and male that's why i say it that way stevie told me to say it that way no you don't like fe okay elsie right. hates the word female right. i hate <laughs> it okay women and non-binary persons let's not get hung up okay i'm trying to answer a question okay to help them learn and nourish and grow their podcasts in an environment that feels safe and supportive. If you are in a co-ed Facebook group or if you go to co-ed conferences, it can be um, sometimes for people more intimidating to ask questions, to go up and meet people, to just do whatever. So we find that our conference is a little bit more, feels a little bit more I don't like the word safe because it's not like you're in danger elsewhere, but, you know, more comfortable, you know, being able to ask all the things you want to ask. The people that teach there are people who are seasoned, maybe not in podcasting always, but in their field. They're all podcasters with current podcasts. You know, they take the time to answer whatever questions they've carefully thought out their sessions um, and they're giving the audience, you know, their best knowledge as to how to do whatever it is that they're teaching. And then we have programming in the morning to start the day off nicely. We have yoga in the morning. We have gatherings at night that are friendly for both if you're an introvert and an extrovert. And we try to, you know, have it in a beautiful environment, like something aesthetically pleasing so that, you know, it. I just think those little things really enhance the experience of learning. And I think that, you know, we want to have a place that feels safe and comfortable to learn because that's what helps us continue to podcast. That's what helps start podcasts. And our voices are voices that need to be heard and our stories need to be told. And so this conference is our attempt to lower whatever barriers our attendees have to what they're doing. You know, we want to make it easy, fun, feel attainable, because we want you to keep your voices out there and growing. So that's what She Podcasts is. Okay, what can you expect? Well, I, I said a little bit about that, but you can expect um, a lot of content, lots of time to be social. We have self-care breaks. This year, we're also serving breakfast. 
I mean, what you can expect is different every year. The first year we had it in Atlanta and you could have expected to see no sunshine for eight days. And then the next year we had it in Arizona where all you could see was sunshine. Everything had windows. Lots of stuff was outside. There was a pool. There was a deck. It was all the things. And this year there are very large windows, but it's in Washington, D.C. So it's sunny, but I don't think the ballrooms are particularly, you know, like the breakout sessions are definitely, you know, in a breakout room. But there's a pool, there's balconies, there's terraces, and there's 15 restaurants. There's a food court, and then there's like four or five different restaurants, Mexican, Asian, Italian, and Steakhouse by the Voltaggio Brothers, the actual Voltaggio Brothers, because I went to high school with Brian Voltaggio in Frederick, Maryland, and that's only 40 minutes away. So yeah, so it's their restaurant. It's delicious. Anyway, again, we try to have it in a space that is aesthetically pleasing, that feels fancy. We want you to feel pampered. We want you to feel nurtured. We want you to feel, again, comfortable in creating your own schedule. We try to do tracks so that regardless of where you are in your podcasting journey, the education is catering to that part of your journey. So we have a lot of like, we have start track, we have a refine track, we have a grow track and achieve track, community and self-care. And the start is a lot of like, how do you do? How do you start? What do you need? Refine is like when you've started your show, but you have stuff you need to tweak. Maybe your branding isn't quite what you wanted. Or you need to add a co-host or you don't like the way your interviews are going. Uh, could be anything in the refine track, but mostly it's not growth stuff and not beginner stuff. It's like that middle, like, how do I make this better stuff? And then growth, which is, you know, lots of social media, Lots of tips on how to be a guest on other shows, et cetera. And then the achieve is really like, we don't like to say monetize because not everyone has that goal with their podcast. So achieving can be writing a book, becoming a speaker, opening a membership. It can be a lot of things besides getting ads, but monetization is included in that track. Community is about how to serve your community, whether local or global. And then self-care is a special track that we do where we have sessions about overcoming fear, being more confident, using your voice. In the past, it's been EFT or human design or all kinds of things that are, you know, helpful. And, you know, we really wanted that track for a couple of reasons. One, because we know that there are also emotional and mental barriers to being heard, but also because I thought this would be helpful for the more seasoned podcasters. You know, like if you're, if you've gotten to a certain level of success, maybe you need time management skills or lower your stress skills or how do I manage it all, whatever. So we wanted to track, you know, we wanted tracks for no matter where you were in the journey. Okay, what's the next question? Okay, what are the benefits and the expectations? Let's see. So the benefits are hard to explain, but I can tell you that every time I've ever gone to a podcast conference, I have met someone that has somehow changed the trajectory of what I'm doing. Like they have either taught me how to do something amazing that I didn't know I could do, or they've given me encouragement based on an idea that I've had, or I've worked with certain people that I've met, you know, at conferences. I think the benefits of going to any conference really, if you can utilize the time is just to talk to people in your sessions, talk to people at meals, talk to people at the, you know, the parties and stuff, get to know people. Those people become really close with you and they become friends, they become colleagues, they become like a support system outside of the conference. And I think that is the biggest benefit is just feeling less alone when you're out there alone. Because podcasting can feel lonely, even with a co-host, sometimes it can feel like you're in a little bubble, just the two of you. And so it's good to have feedback. Sometimes it helps with listeners and 
you know, gaining listeners of people who will give you honest feedback about what you're doing. I think the benefits are also just sisterhood, camaraderie. Like I said, like even if you meet no one at a conference, being in a room full of women podcasters is very, is a very powerful experience. It makes you feel like what you're doing is important, which it is, and needed, which it is. I think that feeling alone is worth coming. Um, as far as what's expected of you, really nothing. I expect you to stay in the hotel, go to the sessions that mean something to you, socialize if you can, enjoy yourself. I mean, really nothing. Be respectful of others. Um, be supportive. Offer your opinion when you think it's helpful. There's really no expectation. You can come there and be at the pool the whole time and buy the recordings. I don't care. I do think maybe that's a waste of your your money, but like you can do whatever you want. You can make your own track. You can make a list of people you want to meet and talk to. All of that is perfectly fine and acceptable. I mean, there's more of a longer list of what you can't do, really. You can't bring stuff to sell and whatever else. But I mean, there really aren't any expectations. Um, as far as whether or not it's something someone like you should do, I mean, let's say you don't have a podcast and you're not sure if you want to go to a podcasting conference and you feel shy. Well, one thing I can tell you is that you will never want for conversation because podcasters like to talk and it's never awkward because all of us are in some way awkward. We wouldn't have started a podcast, right? Like we'd be off doing something else. Even those of us who seem socially smooth and not awkward are still awkward on some level. And it's very unintimidating to get to know people, anyone you want. They're a very friendly and welcoming bunch. There's a whole room of acceptance happening where like it's one of the few conferences I've gone to that doesn't feel clicky to me. Everyone is on the same level. No one is higher or lower than anyone else. Speakers are some of them are like I said, newer podcasters, some of them are older podcasters. They all stick around to like socialize with one another and meet each other. So I think it's for everyone. I think it's for people who've been podcasting a long time because I think that camaraderie is important. And I think, you know, you can get something out of just being with those people and being in the same room with those people. I think it reinvigorates what you're doing for yourself. So I recommend everyone go and we try to make a program that everyone will enjoy. So that's the answer to that. Do you have anything to add, Miss Elsie Escobar? I think that one of the reasons that uh, in order to attend, like if you didn't, if you have a choice, because there's a lot of podcasting conferences out there, really, that you can go to and you've never been to one. Right. So why choose She Podcast Live for you is I think one of the biggest reasons is so that you can not feel the pressure of having to do everything and doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, the yeah. environment in She Podcast Live is a little bit more chill. So you have the space to be able to learn. Mm -hmm. You also have the space to be able to take a break. Mm -hmm. And you have the space to have time for yourself in order for you to get things done. And I think that that to me is really huge. And also, generally speaking, I would say every space that we create feels like you that it's it has the same vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. It has that same vibe of being able to do what you need to do. One thing that I have noticed, especially around if you're a marginalized gender of any kind, usually you always feel like you have to be on. You have to do you have to be better. You have to show up and be on and it. You have to do it faster. And you have There's to do it rush, fast. Right. Yes. And so one of the key values around She Podcast Live 
is that you get an opportunity to show up to this conference and do what Jess said. Although I challenge your assumption, Jess, that if you show up and you stay at the pool the whole time, you'll waste your money. I say no. No, no, because I didn't mean it like that. For I some said of you us, can do that, but you might want right. to be social too. That's all I meant. Right. Yeah. And so part of it is is that where you can choose to set up this time and like let's say you go to two sessions in two days in a party. Mm-hmm. That would be enough if you do it consciously and be able to be there and take care of yourself. Because True. I can tell you from attending conferences, a lot of the time, yes, I'm invigorated. I can't deny the fact that a lot of times meeting people one on one invigorates me regardless of where it is. So reluctant meeting people to admit relationships. That. <laughs> All of that is, I know, all of that is like huge, right? But you come back and what I tend to happen, feel like is that it's, I'm tired. It's, it's a lot. I'm always catching up. Mm -hmm. It felt like I was working, which is true because I go to these conferences to work. Yes. But I feel that at She Podcast Live, you have the opportunity to do it your way. Mm -hmm. So if you want to shift the way that you work in podcasting or you work on your podcast, this is the perfect time mm-hmm. for you to take the space to do it the way you want to do it in a way that feels right for you without anybody judging you. And just because you want to be at the pool, it's per- it's just as powerful as you wanting to attend every single session. Like it has the same value for us because we're leading from the, ex- the, uh, the, the place of, of recognizing that your beingness, your humanness is as important as your brain, as your business savvy, as your financials, as all of that stuff. So we are trying to really serve that other side that a lot of folks don't really focus on. You know, we had yoga in the morning Mm -hmm. and it was like, there's a lot of meaning and feelings, (laughs) which that's the way it is. Listen, it's nice to have meaning and feelings because at other conferences, it does feel a bit of it like a rat race. And yeah. we don't want that. We want you to feel inspired and invigorated when you leave. Oh, as far yeah. and, and someone's asking about virtual. So the virtual option, we will have a virtual option right now. What we can sell is the recordings afterwards because live streaming, we just may not have the budget for live streaming and we have to see how it goes yeah. with ticket sales and sponsorships. Like the first we had it in the budget to do live streaming, mostly because of COVID. And, and I'm not saying like, I don't want to do it. I'm saying it's one of the biggest expenses. And if I can just sell the recordings afterwards, that's what I'll do. It's very hard to do a virtual event at the same time you're doing a live event because you need someone running the camera in every room. And uh, we paid for that last year and then didn't have any recordings. So yeah, I'm a little wary of signing up to do that again because it didn't work. We got no recordings and I was furious. So. Right. And I think that the other aspect, too, though, is that you also do need to have somebody who is managing the virtual event as well. That interaction, if we started to think about what it really takes to run like a webinar in a small way, or maybe to do like a, a three hour event, which Jess and I have done in the past, you know, for PodFest and things like that, the amount of work that goes into managing the virtual portion of a show, including managing the chat, including managing getting the speakers Mm -hmm. there on time, including making sure that the speed is right, including that everybody's like doing the stuff, going back and forth. All of that stuff really merits having a team there. And I know for me, I do a lot of live streaming. I I do a lot of live events for community. And I can tell you that the reason that you as a community person attending my events 
is the best possible experience you can have is because there's a team of at least three people there to make it seem like it's seamless. We may live stream the main stage, Poppy. I know that live streaming is good and we could maybe if it's in the budget, we can do the main stage, like all the keynotes and the main speakers. But again, that's all going to depend on whether or not we raise enough money to do it. And like it's been suggested to me that I do another Kickstarter and I wouldn't mind doing that. It's just that that was kind of a nightmare to because I sold tickets for our Kickstarter and then it was just separate from the other tickets that were it was kind of a logistical nightmare. Yeah, I mean, we want it to be good. And I don't want to not have live streaming because I know it's an accessibility issue and an issue for people that aren't who are immune uh, impaired. My husband is one of those people. But yeah, I also can't lose my shirt. I need to have enough money to do those things. And part of it is that you you have to balance that out for sure. I mean, it's it's just the way it it goes. And yeah, we'll play it by ear. Yes, but hopefully we'll be able to do it. And we recognize the importance of it for so many different ways. And I think accessibility is incredibly important to us. And it's not necessarily accessible just for folks who are immunocompromised. There's a lot of folks who just simply can't travel or don't want to travel or their family like situation is in a position where they simply cannot. We get that. Yeah. And and it's a privilege to be able to travel. We get that, too. So I think part of it is that we're rediscovering what it all looks like. Mm-hmm. And first, it just seems so easy. Like uh, even me thinking about it, I'm like, oh, you could just have a virtual component. And like after running live events for two plus years now, mm-hmm. it's not just you could just stream it. It's not that mm. it's it, there's a lot involved. Yeah. So yeah, you you will probably yes. you know if we don't do live stream, I I hate to say you may feel left out, and I'm sorry about that. And we don't want that per se. Well, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like to to be inclusive and in how folks engage, and not to discount then an entire virtual context, right? But I have to say this, Jess. I went. I mean, I'm a huge pen fanatic, and right after podcast movement. The I believe it was the San Francisco Pen Show happened. Yes. And obviously I wasn't going, duh. But there were so many people in the community that went to the San Francisco That's Pen so Show. Interesting. Yeah. That I felt like I was there. Like there was somebody who streamed the entire show floor. Yeah. They talked to vendors. There was like a whole podcast, live podcast recording that happened on Twitch with all of the podcasters that were Penn stationary so nice. centric all in one room. I was able to watch that and see everybody. I was able to listen to all the podcast episodes that covered it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, fin- I, I can't say that I, that I felt like I was there, but I kind of felt like that. I felt like I got the best of the event, not being able to attend and, and then make it more of a thing. Like, oh, I want to want, I want to do it next time. I got, I want to consider yeah. attending another pen show. Maybe it's closer to me. Right. So all of that was something that I thought was really great. The coverage was lovely. The coverage and- is great. And we can also try and make it, um, you know, safe for you to attend with mm-hmm. restrictions. Last year, we mandated a, a vaccination card or, or a clean test. Um, you had to either have a clean test within three days or vaccination, therefore sort of proving that everyone there wasn't sick, didn't have it. And I haven't had that this year. And both conferences I went to this year, first one, I got sick. And the second one, my team Me got too. sick. Yeah, we got sick together. So I may do that again, just to ensure that people who are chronically ill or who have 
compromised can come and feel safe with a mask on, etc. So we'll try and have some provisions if you can travel. And those who can't, I mean, listen, like like she said, we're working on it. We want it to be good, not not half-assed, and we need it to be affordable. So hopefully it'll work out. And now we have been talking to you for an hour. Uh, and, a long time. And so I think if there's nothing else, we're going to sign off and do what? Go about our day, I guess. Go about our day. Absolutely. You know what but I'm you doing know, today? If you like, huh? Do you want to know what I'm doing today? What are you doing? I'm poking around in the virtual world to see what stuff I can build for She Podcasters. Oh, well, see, when she says the virtual world, folks, Meta, she means the metaverse. The metaverse, okay? Mm-hmm. Just, I'm oh, just sorry, dropping you're right, that in there. Right. I'm going to the metaverse to see if yes. I can build a retreat like area for She Podcasters who want to come and hang out in the metaverse with or without our conference. So, yep, I'm going shopping for, I don't know what yet. I guess we'll see. I want to I oh check out God. other worlds, see what other people have built, see who the builders are. You little nut. I know. It's going to be fun. You can join me there later if you'd like, Elsie. Oh, my God. All right. No. Thank you guys Thank so, you so much. much. If you enjoyed this, why don't you go ahead and follow us like on Twitter or Instagram and or YouTube because we hope to be, um, you know, having you in in your touching base with you on the weekly yeah thank you so much for being here today everybody thank you so much if you want to catch the show notes for today's episode you can go to shepodcast.com you can find us on social facebook twitter instagram tiktok at she podcasts also even though we don't have registration open you can check out the event shepodcastlive.com and check out our membership as well this week we put in new lessons about canva and their big reveal so check that out membership.shepodcast.com and we will see you next time love you mean it bye bye bye